Welcome to the Beyond Good and Evil podcast. Here we discuss philosophy, psychoanalysis, and much more. I'm your host, Andrew J. Lucian. Hello, everyone. Today we are sitting down with Felipe Capriol. Felipe is a marriage and family therapist as well as a depth psychologist. Today we will be discussing Jungian psychology and the tenets of that theory, such as the collective unconscious, archetypes, the shadow, etc. I hope you enjoy this discussion. My name is Felipe and I'm a graduate of Pacifica Graduate Institute uh, in Santa Barbara. Um, I also have, uh, prior to that, uh, I, um, you know, I also have a master's in transformational psychology from uh, the University of uh, Philosophical Research, which is now the Philosophical Research uh, Society uh, of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, so um, I've got two masters in psychology. Uh, and uh, uh, in the one in Pacifica is the one that um, um, got me into the clinical track. So uh, it's, a, it's a master's in um, counseling with emphasis in depth, depth psychology mm. and, uh, and uh, um, uh, family therapy. So uh, I'm now in private practice uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, and I'm also connected with the uh, Cold Water Counseling Center, which is a uh, union-oriented psychotherapy center. Um, and uh, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a community of... Uh, uh, therapists that uh, adhere to the uh, you know to the uh, uh, Jungian way of uh, you know approaching uh, life's uh, you know um, uh, life issues. See, so uh, yeah, so um, and um, I uh, I've also spoken on the subjects about uh, marriage, the changing landscape of marriage. Uh, here in the United States, in Canada, and also uh, last February, I was in Zurich at the Jung Institute to, uh, of Zurich to, to uh, give a talk mm-hmm. on, um, on marriage. You know? And so, um, oh my God, my cat, she joined me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind her joining Oh, I don't mind at all, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, anyway, yeah. Uh, and also, I gave a, a workshop there last year about uh, the Numinous, no? Uh, numinous being, uh, which we will be talking about later. Numinous being, you know, Jung's central approach to, um, you know, to uh, psychotherapy. You know, uh, the approach to the numinous. And so, um, I also uh, have a specialty in trauma uh, from the uh, deaf perspective. Uh, and uh, dreams. I work with dreams. I work with, um, you know, with. Um, you know, with the soma, somatic psychotherapy, and uh, so yeah, I've been in analysis also for the past uh, uh, 2014. It's about uh, eight years now, huh? Eight, eight years, yeah, yeah. So, have you always been interested? How did you get into this field of study? All right, in this field of study, specifically Jungian uh, psychology. Yeah. Okay. Well, first in psychology, with psychology first. No. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, ever since I, I, you know, I've been very interested in in, in human behaviors. I'm a human behavior. I'm, I'm actually a very uh, observant person. No. 
And so um, I, I started reading about uh, Freud. This was way back, uh, when was that? About 30, 30 years ago, I started reading about Freud. But uh, for some reason, it doesn't, you know, it never resonated with my experience, you know, my dreams, uh, you know, my, my life experiences, what I observe about the uh, synchronicities that happens. You know. And so those those were not, uh, you know, those didn't uh, have any any um, uh, resonance with, with uh, Freud's teachings. And so um, I chanced upon Jung, upon Jung, in a, in a, you know, in one of our classes uh, in uh, human behavior. And at first I said, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> and so, but when 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 uh, when I started reading about him, he's he's uh, you know he's curious about the collective unconscious, um, the shadow, uh, synchronicities. Everything just into its place mm. it was like uh, the way I describe it is uh, it's like meeting an old friend <laughs> on the road you know? and it's, it's a marvelous uh, you know uh, uh, journey you know? Uh, just um, you know living the union way um, mm. and 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 uh, yeah he basically uh, Jung's uh, philosophy and uh, you know and thoughts basically gave uh, you know gave um, language you know, and provided coherence and context to my lived experience. And so his uh, his thought, his philosophy has informed my clinical practice and also my life basically. So not in a not in a way that uh, out of uh, blind uh, you know allegiance, but you know. As, as of now, they still provide coherence and, and, and meaning to my ex life experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, and, and I, I uh, based on my clinical practice, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, our life's problems can be, can be approached from the, from the union perspective and, and, um, and, and can be very effective in addressing those problems. And what was it that you found so attractive about Jung compared to Freud? What was more applicable about his theories? I could say that uh, he's definitely less interested in, in pathologizing human experience, mm -hmm. even the non-rational experience of, of man. You know? um, whereas among, among, among uh, Freudian uh, you know, uh, uh, clinicians, which informs basically psychiatry and most of uh, the foundations of uh, you know many many mainstream psychology. They 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 uh, they pathologize human. I mean uh, a lot of uh, human experience, you know, like encounters with uh, you know I mean encounters with uh, you know with the with the um, non-rational aspects of our lived experience, like dreams, like synchronicities. They 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 you know they brush them off as uh, you know belonging to the non-rational. You know? Whereas Jung embraced those, you know, he's less interested in pathologizing, uh, you know, even even um, psychological uh, or mental mental health issues, because he 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 um, he instead, okay, uh, tries to find the meaning and purpose be behind those illnesses, as we might call them. You know? mm -hmm. 
uh, and uh, he believes that uh, you know there's a telos uh, in 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 uh, in in uh, in uh, uh, you know uh, mental health problems. No? It's serving a purpose. It is serving um, a purpose towards I mean a psychological purpose. No? Yes. So yeah. that's why I, I I love Jung, and um, you know he. Um, you know, for example, in, in dreams, you know, working with dreams from the from the Jungian perspective, it's uh it connects it's, it it's a very individualized form of uh of uh dream work, you mm. know. Unlike uh Freudian uh you know uh dream work, for example, you know, like okay, if you if you if you okay, dream of a pen, for example, you know, oh, yeah, it's just a penis, you know. Right. So and all that, you know? so there's a there's a very uh, rigid uh, and inflexible um, way of working with sim- dream symbols. Unlike with with, with uh, Jung, you know, he would ask you about okay, what's been your experience? What's your experience with, with a pen? You know, what your own personal associations? First, your personal associations, your 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 experience with a pen, for example, and then you know. Uh, Enlarging the, the the that to the mythological archetypal perspective, mm-hmm. see, so it is um, it expands the symbol rather than you know shrinks the symbol mm. uh, as having only one meaning. So it's it expands. So that's what I love about Jungian uh, psychology. And, and of, one of Jung's uh, tenets of dream work is that, as opposed to Freudian psychology, where he's arguing that dreams are communicating in a roundabout way, Jung's arguing that they're communicating as clearly as they can, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Because for Freud, you know, it's like a, a censorship, you know. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, for Freud, he said, like, you know, dreams prevent us from, you know, from, from being traumatized to wake us up. Mm-hmm. But for Freud, it's actually the opposite. It serves to, to, to tell us something, you know? It just so happens that dreams speaks in the language, in metaphors, you know, rather than direct, um, uh, you know, logical, sequential way of communicating, like in, in our waking state. So, um, you know, it's like uh, for him, you know, these are the forgotten language okay? um, of uh, of uh, you know uh, we 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 need to familiarize our, familiarize ourselves to the language of the unconscious. Okay, so uh, that's the reason why we need to you know we we need to study about symbols. We need to study mythology. We need to study all this to put to put this this uh, sim this uh, dream symbols in their personal as well as their cultural and collective dimensions mm. see but yeah i mean uh, and also uh, for you know from you know dream work okay uh you know jungian dream work you no know, uh he 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 sees dreams as as uh, as trying to balance you know the the the, the psyche you know because uh one of uh, jung's uh, uh, main tenet is uh, that the psyche is a is a self-regulating mechanism, you know, just like the body. You know, we have in our 
biological body, in our physical body, we have what we call as the um, uh, negative um, negative feedback mechanism. You know? Like for example, if we you know switch, then our insulin would kick in, okay, to to provide balance, okay, mm-hmm. in order to check. You know, so that's what uh, for Jung, that's also the same the same way in in the psyche. No? So it serves to balance everything, you know, even even I mean uh, even our I mean even our dreams you know, serves to to provide balance and wholeness you know, to to our psychic structure, to our psychic economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and let's talk about some of these main tenets of union uh, analysis and, and psychology. The first one let's let's jump into for our listeners um, who may or may not be familiar with Jung's work is this idea of the collective unconscious. Can you expand upon that a bit for us? Okay, the collective unconscious, that's actually one of his, uh, you know, uh, very controversial, <laughs> controversial, uh, you know, um, theory, no? Uh, or tenets of, of his work. But the, the collective unconscious is, is um, uh, actually, um, you know, uh, it's, Okay, the collective unconscious cannot be cannot be talked about or discussed without talking about the archetypes. Hmm. The archetypes being the um, you know the uh, repetitive uh, you know uh, um, aspects of our experience you know, through the millennia, you know, like birth, death, marriage, having parents, right, uh, and all that. You no, know? so this has been constant in our human experience. So as we as we as as it's like it's like being embedded in our psychological DNA in our psyche. You know? mm-hmm. So that's the collective unconscious. So, for example, I'm gonna talk about one 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 uh, one uh, uh, you know common uh, uh, you know archetype. For example, the archetype. You no, know? for example, a um, uh, our idea of uh, God. So uh, this God, this idea of, of God has been represented in, in, in many different cultures in their own ways. These are what they call the cultural inflections. You know? And so, um, so the, this came from, 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 from man's encounters with forces that are beyond their control, you know? like nature, like typhoon. Uh, thunders like like uh, like uh, you know earthquakes. You know? Basically, they are uh, they are experienced uh, through nature, mm-hmm. and so this this the idea of God. You know? uh, where 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 the idea of, idea of God came about. So one of the symbols there is the sun. Okay, the sun being. Um, you know, an archaic uh, symbol of God, the archetype, uh, one of the archetypal images, because archetypes are, are, are not fixed images. They are, you know, contrary to, you know, the popular uh, belief, you know, but archetypes are actually uh, forms or, or energy, you know, that uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a container it can be filled with anything, you know. You know, you can have a container. You can fill up with water or with coke or 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 whatnot. You no, know? but still, the container is there. And so, uh, like for example, the, the sun. So, so the sun has been worshipped by many cultures. You know? 
nature had been worshipped by creatures. No. And so um, uh, the, the, the setting and, and the, the, the rising and the setting of the sun. Okay. So this is, um, you know, if we're going to look at the, you know, at the uh, idea of Christianity, birth and rebirth and resurrection, mm -hmm. follows that, that, that too. And also uh, Osiris, you know, the, Egyptian, the Egyptian mythologies. You know? uh, so it also points to that. Uh, and as well as uh, other, other myths in, in, in the world's cultures and religions. So this, this is the, this is the, uh, the archetypes. And these ideas um, populate the, the collective unconscious. The collective unconscious being uh, being the 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 our point of um, uh, you see it's like um, I don't know. Let me use another another um, another uh, image here uh, to further expand the concept of collective unconscious. I don't know if you've heard of, of trees in the for in forests, you know, and they communicate via you know the roots. You know. That's what collective unconscious is. It's underneath the surface, mm. but collect, but it collect connects everything, okay, uh, underneath, you know, based from their commonality. You know. Like what I said. Um, uh, when we speak of death, for example, or birth, all the human, all, all human beings you know, have experienced that. Mm. So that, that common human experience binds them. And this have been ritualized, you know, this, 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 this experiences, experiences have been ritualized and symbolized in so many different ways through the, through the cultural inflections. No, of a certain of a certain culture, you know, of a certain period of time or epoch. So that's the that's the collective unconscious. That's the concept of the collective unconscious. And this collective unconscious come uh, comes out in dreams. No? Uh, we, what we, in what we call as the big dreams versus the personal dreams. No? Big dreams meaning like um, uh, dreams that uh, you know doesn't really connect with our personal experience. And uh, you know, uh, and synchronicities too. You know? so um, so that's the that's the collective unconscious. So it's almost this idea of, and correct me if I'm wrong here. These archetypal images that are so ingrained in human life, human culture, human society that we're aware of it and can understand and relate to it in a way that we might not even be aware of. Uh, because it is so natural and instinctual and ingrained in human culture and, and the way yes. of life. Yes, 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 definitely. They are the constants of our human experience. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's like breathing. You know? We don't even notice that we're breathing. We don't even uh, give importance to breathing, but it's there. Mm. Right? And it's very vital to our to our existence, to, you know, to, to life. See? It, it's interesting that you bring up life because I, you, you mentioned um, the cyclical nature of the sun and, and the resurrection and rebirth of the biblical text. And the biblical texts, especially I've been looking at Genesis, are so rich in archetypal imagery. And, yes. And especially breath, that this idea that God breathes into man. Yes. Uh, yes. It's just there's there's so much archetypal imagery and 
And uh, so much of the collective unconscious, I feel like, is based in that biblical narrative. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, the, you know, the the Bible, you know, uh, you know, all this, all this. Uh, I mean, and other and other sacred scriptures, you know, of, of religions are full of this archetypes. And is this because it makes it easier to communicate? Well, that's the best way that uh, humans in that period could could uh, could uh, tell their story of the divine, of their experience, could tell the story of their experience of the divine. Mm. See, through images, you know, through through you know through metaphors. Mm. You know. And why so, is it that this collective unconscious and these archetypes are expressed through dreams? Why is dreams the mechanism that they are? Well, expressed? yeah. Well, because not only through dreams, okay, but also through synchronicities. Mm. You know, like for example. A lot of people have experienced, for example, uh, especially, you know, this this archetypal, uh, you know, these archetypes or or uh, arises in 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 periods where, uh, for example, death, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you an example, like uh, when when um, when my grandmother died, my cousin saw a black butterfly hovering around at the moment of her death. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of us have experienced, you know, not only with death, but you know, but uh, you know, uh, with, with birth or with weddings, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, synchronicities that happen, and th- these are these are these are these are these are manifestations of the collective unconscious. Mm-hmm. The archetype, the archetypes that that are very powerful, like marriage, for example. That's why there's so many taboos in marriage, uh, in mar- associated with marriage in other cultures. You know, just to give an example, like um, you know, in, in Asia, you know, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed, the bride is not supposed to, you know, to fit their their wedding gowns, you know, uh, on the eve of their marriage because the, you know, bad luck might happen. Mm. And all that. So, and also with birth, there's so many, there's so many uh, superstitions, so-called superstitions, you know, that are associated with birth, with, with birth for example. You know. So um, this, so this, 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 uh, you know, these are these are actually manifestations from the collective unconscious too. You know, synchronicities, dreams, you know, dreams. That's a very interesting question. No. Uh, why? Why does the why does the collective unconscious uh, manifest in dreams? Um, huh, let, let, let me hypothesize about that. I've never been asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's good and bad. But <laughs> say, say that again. I said I, I suppose that's good and bad. Yeah, well, let's let's, let's see, you know, but, uh, you know, why is it? Well, because, okay, now, um, because the, the collective unconscious being, being the deepest parts of our psyche, you know, and when we're, when we're, when we are, for example, uh, uh, you know, uh, sleeping, you know, so our ego control is at its lowest, you know, or doesn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. So, that's a re- so that the, those are the times that the 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 you know the, these images you no know, this these energies could come up whenever there's no there's no um, um, uh, censorships 
mm. from ego, no? And and this can also happen in um, you know that's why when whenever there's a psychosis, you know, um, when when the when a person is flooded by images from the unconscious, you know, because there's no ego that the uh, that uh, uh, you know that could control the there's, the, uh, there's no there's no gate, you know. Mm-hmm keep the, the contents of the collective unconscious or the unconscious in in general you know, from erupting into consciousness by the way uh you know the, the these concepts collective unconscious anima animus these are descriptions rather than uh verbs you no know, mm-hmm. rather than literal uh you know like if we look in, inside our soul inside our inside our body we can find you know, oh, that's the collective unconscious, or that's the personal unconscious. You know, mm-hmm. so depends on the context, the use. Okay, so uh, it's not uh, that's what um, that is what uh, uh, um, you know. Uh, this this these things. You no, know, they they should be treated as uh, descriptions of the way we experience the psyche and its contents rather than you know having fixed categories or fixed categories of of psychological experience mm-hmm. rather they're fluid see rather than rigid mm-hmm. yeah so this can be interchanged in so many ways you know? so yeah i like that idea that it's when the almost the humans in an unconscious state that these unconscious produce like it presents itself in the form of these archetypal images yes and and one of the things that you mentioned was another thing a tenant of freudian psychology i want to talk about which is the anima the animus uh-huh. so this idea that well i'll let you to expound upon it uh if you want to expound upon that a bit and we can dive into that Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the idea of the anima and animus, no, in in, in Jung's uh, uh, psychic uh, uh, structure, no? um, supposedly a man who embodies the masculine principle needs its opposite. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said about balance. You know, Jungian psychology is about balance. At least that's the way I experience that. At least that's the way I, I understand it. Because so many people have so many different interpretations of how they experience the young. No? Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but it's about balance. And so uh, that's why the, the, the concept of compensation is so central to Jungian thought. Okay. What does that behavior compensate for? What does this, what does this uh, dream image compensate for? No. Mm-hmm. So the idea of uh, you know uh, uh, compensation compensation is very uh, you know it's very uh, central to Jungian thought. Going back to the anima and the animus. So a man, for example, who already embodies the masculine principle needs his opposite, right? Which is the anima. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and in 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 um, you know in in um, in images you no. Know, uh, in archetypal images and even in in uh, in, in dream psychology, you know, uh, usually for a man to dream of a woman, you know, uh, that it, it there's a there's a big chance that he's dreaming about his anima, mm. the anima being the bridge to the soul, you know, which is uh, feelings, you know, whatever. It, so the anima 
embodies the principle that is opposite to the masculine. Okay, mm -hmm. and conversely, for women who already embodies the, the 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 feminine principle, she needs the animus in order to have a balanced psychic psychological state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Animus in, in in women, you know, are are are, are more of like the you know the the, uh, the the qualities that can be seen among men. And the you know and 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 the and the anima are the qualities that uh, more of the feminine. Okay, uh, that's the, the things that we that we see in women. You no, know? and the archetypal images. You no, know? uh, for example, uh, the anima being you know the Virgin Mary or 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 uh, you know or Mona Lisa. You no, know? whereas for the animus. Um, you know, Jupiter or or this uh, you know uh, patriarchal heroes like you know, and also like uh, uh, Yahweh or Jehovah or whatnot. So, and 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 this the the the, the purpose of these two uh, psychological uh, images you know, is again to balance. Okay, so when there's too much uh, masculinity, the more that that the anima images would would come into you know into uh into the dreams mm -hmm. you know, in order to compensate for the for the for the one-sidedness you know uh and so it 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 means that the that the that this person who's dreaming about his anima more and more needs to integrate okay the qualities the feminine qualities and conversely among women you know, mm. when there's too much feminine principle that they embody, then the more of more of uh, you know animus images would come in would 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 come into the dreams. Again, for the sake of of psychological wholeness, you know, and balance. Mm. Almost this idea of a yin yang, where you need to have that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Once you, once you, Jung is, is actually a very Taoist. So mm. He's a, mm. a Taoist. Um, let me see my book here. Oh, here. The Circuit of the, of the Golden Flower, you know, which is, uh, he has a commentary here, you know, the, uh, which uh, very beautiful. You know. This is a Taoist, uh, you know, text. Mm -hmm. And, it's got a very you know, long commentary. Um, and it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful work of Jung that explains his psychology. You know? um, so I, that's why I keep this very close to my heart. <laughs> it's funny you pull that one. I have right here, actually. Uh, it's called The Tao of Jung. And it's by David Rosen. Um, I picked this book up and it goes through his whole life. It's actually an autobiography of you. Yes. And it talks about um, his right, theories right. and his life and how it reflects his Taoist ideology. Yes. How does one, if one finds themselves needing to confront their anima or animus and they need to integrate these, this aspect of the masculine or feminine, how do they go about doing that? Well, uh, for example, for men, no. It's more in to develop their feeling function, mm. you know, to be more, to be softer, you know, to be more relatable, okay, to be more receptive, you know, the vagina, you know, like 
penetration, to be more open to penetration, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, uh, metaphorically, you know, to be more, so to be, uh, to, so, so that, you know, uh, and uh, conversely for women, you know, to be more penetrative, mm-hmm. you know, like the pins, right? Um, so, you know, it, 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 that's how it works. Know, consciously integrate what what these symbols are pointing to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the anim, yeah, so 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 that yeah. it's fascinating. There's this idea um, that the masculine is order and the feminine is chaos. Are you familiar with this? Yes, yes, yes. And and it's the same thing. It's you can't have too much new or i'm sorry you can't have too much tradition and you can't have too much new you can't have too much order and too much chaos yes and it's i mean i'm sure you agree since you're so taken by Jung as i am that it's that yin yang it's life is found in the middle of that masculine and feminine the chaos and order and it's interesting because it does go it harkens back to the biblical narrative and the, the archetypal imagery of adam and eve that yes. man is taken or woman is taken from man. And it's this idea that they're inherently both integrated into each other, masculine and feminine. Yes, 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 of course. And and also I, I, I must point out that, um, you know, um, this idea you know, of, of Jung, actually Jung is, is uh, if I may say, you know, uh, he's, he's uh, whether he knows it or not, he, you know, he, he's, more of like a, um, someone who, who connects man to nature, mm. because Taoist um, uh, principles are are basically observations of how na- of how things work in nature. You know? That both these elements of chaos and order are needed, you know? and they come um, in, in in succession. Mm-hmm. After after revolution, for example, comes uh, you know a period of quiescence, and so it repeats again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trees bear fruits, and then you know at certain times of the year they don't. You know. So these are these are actually this this is the basic Jungian principles, which are which are. Uh, uh, which are nature-based, and even 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 uh, you know he even said I, I just don't have the the uh, you know the source for this, but he even said that the reason why dreams are are very important for our psychological health is because it it it, it puts us in contact with nature, mm. and so we get cleansed in 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 his own words. So we the, we we uh, it puts us in dreams uh, are our 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 nature and so whenever we dream you know our modern psyche you know gets gets in touch you know with 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 nature and so we feel whole you know and 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 so um. Uh, which brings to my mind, you no. Know, what about those cultures that have too much of this? You know? Well, they need to encounter 
or, or they need to encounter thinking in the, you know in in uh, you know uh, thinking and so now 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 you know i think the, the encounters between the colonized and the colonizers you know in in the past is actually can be seen psychologically uh, as you know an encounter between thinking and feeling you know between thinking and and and, and uh, intuition no. Mm-hmm. So, so those things. No. So, again, no. Based from 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 what's being, uh, you know, from from our lived experience, which one, uh, which uh, aspects of lived experience are we are we overdoing? Then the images and 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 the compensation will come from the unconscious in order for us to be whole. Mm-hmm. No. And this idea of nature. This is why correct that we have these archetypal natural images because it's an evolutionary thing that man needs to return to yes and 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 um very there well of course you know even before we we have all this technology you know man has has uh, uh had a relationship with nature mm. and so this this natural forces took on images and forms see um and and so um and so they are very much ingrained in our psychological experience in the dna of our psyche which jung calls the archetypes no and so um so yeah everything here is nature mm-hmm. the way we related with nature based from also from you know uh the epochs of time, you know, the geography and all that. So, mm-hmm. you mentioned fruit uh, and trees. That's the biblical text is rich in this archetypal imagery of bearing fruit. And mm-hmm. um, in the New Testament, it talks about if you don't bear fruit, you'll be pruned away. Jesus says, yeah. "Yes." And, and so that's that's a rich thing that he begins in Genesis because we see the creation of fruit. We see fruit. That it was lustful to the eye and it tempts Eve. Right, right, and, right, and, right. And so, and that even harkens back to what you were saying with the collective unconscious this idea of roots and trees. Uh, the imagery, this natural imagery, is rich throughout the Bible. I, I think it's rich throughout, it's definitely rich in our collective unconscious, which makes sense because we used to definitely be more in touch with nature than we are in, in modern society. Yes, definitely. You know, nature heals us. Mm. See, uh, even even um, walking barefoot, you know, could 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 uh, you know could balance, okay, the one sidedness of our of our modern living. Mm. We need to be in touch with nature. It's that idea of if you again, it's that idea of anima animus, masculine, feminine, chaos, and order. Yes. Whatever you want to substitute those words with, if you have too much of one or the other, you're going to be thrown into disarray. Yes, definitely. Yes. And so this, this goes back to, again, to, you know, in the, in the clinical, um, you know, in the clinical, uh, uh, you know, uh, dimension. No. Um, so if there's, uh, uh, if there's, uh, uh, for example, again, um, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought here. I was I was thinking of of how you know like uh, 
Jungian thought in in terms of nature. Okay, all right. Okay, here. Um, now, um, for modern or mainstream, okay, mainstream um, uh, psychotherapeutic approaches, like like CBT, like you know others, uh, they would you know. And also, our modern uh, our modern approach to life is we should get rid ourselves of pain. We should get rid ourselves of discomfort and disease. You know? mm-hmm. We need to disown them, and we need to to live a, a, a you know happy a happy life. You know? But for you, no. For you, the uh, sadness, suffering, uh, and and. All the all the maladies of our human experience you know, are are needed. Mm. He said, you know, in, in a quote that uh, I really that really informs my 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 life and my clinical practice. You know, um, without darkness, there is no light. You know, and also uh, that uh, happiness and suffering coexist or or something to that effect you know? uh, i just couldn't i just don't have it uh, with me you know that exact quote but he points out that um we could only appreciate one if we had an experience of the opposite mm-hmm. and life would would stop if we don't experience the opposite the opposite of the human experience for example you know, um if we submerge ourselves you know, in, 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 a, in a bathtub full of hot water, right? If we stay long enough, we would, we would not even know that it's hot, right? Mm-hmm. But when we get up and feel the cool air and then we go back, that's when we get the shock again. Right. Oh, God, it's hot. You know? So that, that, that's actually uh, the experience of the opposite is needed for us to become even aware you know, of our human condition. Which I feel like is rich in any religion that you look at, um, whether it's Christianity, you look at the suffering of the life of Jesus, his death. Uh-huh. Uh, if you look at even not religion, stoicism, this idea that good or bad, come what may, whatever yes. the universe, the logos throws at me, I'm going to roll with it. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, you, Taoism. Taoism, right? Yeah, you, you can't yeah. have too much. You have to have yin and yang. You can't. Yes, yes. And in and in yin, there's yang, and in, and conversely, in every yang, there's yin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So each one has has the has the has the has the um uh potential no? for the opposite, no? Which is also what happens in in our uh, lived experience. You know? For everything that we do, for every good good thing that we do, there's a potential that it can be harm, mm. be harmful to someone. You know? And conversely, you know, I mean, we've we've heard of the word, of course, you know, like blessing in disguise or the silver lining, right? Right. There is that potential, you know. For, for the opposite to be present in, in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends on how you frame it. And it, it's interesting too, because I wonder how many of society's modern day problems do come from this too much pleasure, too much of this chaos, too much new, yes. too much unexplored. Yes. 
and not yes. enough order, not enough suffering, not enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I wonder if, and that's kind of what we're talking about, the integration of the other, of the anima, of the animus. You can solve a lot of your issues if you integrate your shadow, uh, if you live your life in the center of that yin-yang. Aha, uh-huh, yes. That, that's another uh, central uh, Jungian uh you know, concept, it's a shadow, you know, that's actually very, 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 very central to his work, you know, the integration of the shadow, you know? not running away, you know, but instead inviting, you know, basically inviting the ghost from the past to sit down with you, have tea with you and understand the story that it has to tell, see? And in trauma work, you know, it is said it is vital for, 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 for the feelings that are, that, uh, that this shadow, that this, goes from the past contained and to integrate them in the present see so um so getting to know our our, our darkness getting to know our, what we have uh, repressed in order for us to to navigate or to fit in the society you know? these are the things that we need to discover or rediscover especially when when we are um in 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 the uh, classical midlife you know mm-hmm. and so these things that that we have um uh suppressed and repressed in the service of of having this persona you know these are the things that that erupts okay when we when we reach our midlife you know which is basically arbitrary can reach it can be 30 40 50 60 you know because um, again, going back to that to to, 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 to that concept of wholeness, okay, um, the midlife is a rediscovery. It's a process of rediscovery of what we have repressed or, or suppressed, okay, to in order for us to be uh, a, a a functional member of the society. So. Uh, and so, for example, um, oh, uh, we become, uh, for example, uh, uh, engineer, you know, uh, because uh, that's what we've been told by, by our parents. Oh, you become an engineer, or you become a doctor, or you become this, you know, uh, because that's where the money is. In fact, you know, as a child, okay, your the natural flow of your energy is towards. Um, you know um, the the feelings, you know, function, the intuitive arts, you know, uh, creation, creativity, you know? and so you you repress that, you suppress that, and then when one reaches a certain age, you know, one sub- makes uh, this is the, the 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 signal of the second second half life, <clears throat> which is the the things that we 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 we, we we've done we've been doing for you know um uh stops to make sense to us and so we become bored we begin to 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 uh to be depressed again psychopathology serving a purpose Mm -hmm. as a call and so um so um if we're going to 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 uh, to a therapist, you know, who who you know, who's not practicing depth work or or you know union work, they would say, okay, I'm gonna you know um, 
you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll get rid of that depression. But for what new project clinician who's working in the spirit of Jung, you know, let's discover what this depression is telling you. What is this, what does this depression want? Okay, and often and, and uh, more often than not, you know, it is signaling that we 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 need to to discover that shadow part of us that we've repressed in order for us to you know uh, uh, achieve a persona okay so uh, yeah it makes me think of the the yin yang like how you mentioned that in the yin there's yang and in the yang there's yin so for a uh-huh. human you need to recognize your subconscious repressed ability for evil and and how much evil someone can do in order to do good because in order to be a good functional human in society you almost have to recognize your ability to do evil yes yes to be aggressive yes yeah right to for for uh so but but then again uh the shadow also contains not only darkness but also light Mm. for example um so-called light, you know, but okay. For example, based for also for my experience, right? Is um, I'm I'm um, you know, uh, for example, I'm a feeling person. That's the natural flow of my energy to to feel. You know? So, but you know, I was um, you know, I was um, uh, I used to be, you know, uh, a, a mental, I mean, not a mental health but provider, but uh, I work in the medical field. You know? And so, which suppressed this, this feeling intuitive function, you know? because that's what my parents told me to do. You know? And so, um, but then again, I became bored with it. You know? And then, so that's the reason why it took me, you know, to become, you know, it, I, uh, through synchronicities, you know? mm. I, I, I uh, you know, I, I, uh, I took this path of becoming a therapist. So, um, so um, you know, it could also contain sensitivity, being a sensitive person. The shadow could contain, you know, those things, you know, uh, whatever they are, you know, that uh, that uh, we need to suppress in order for us to again, you know, uh, be. Be a doctor or be uh, be an engineer, for example. These are the personas. But but the question there is what 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 uh, what were sacrificed you know, in order for 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 that person to achieve that persona, and that's where that's that's uh, that that you're gonna come to you know uh, the the, uh, the 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 sphere of the shadow. Mm-hmm you need to integrate this other half and for me i i think personally i know i'm a very agreeable person and i think integrating more disagreeability can be necessary for agreeable people more of the masculine because you can build up that resentment when you repress in your shadow your desires and what you want in order to yes to allow for what other people it's kind of like what you talked about with following what your parents want for your life instead of what you want for your life. Yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The natural course of your, uh, you know, of the flow of your energy. Yeah. And it's a dangerous thing to allow resentment to build the shadows. 
It's just yeah. uh, it's this almost archetypal image of letting a dragon grow. Yeah, or the volcanic eruption, or who's this? Um, uh, Vulcan, no, mm. exploding in rage, for example. These are, you know, these are these are images. You know, uh, uh, can be said to portray the archetypal energies, mm. the energies that are contained in the in the unconscious, collective unconscious, personal unconscious, but they're unconscious images that are expressed in in in, in these forms, in this in these metaphors. It, it makes me think of treatment for obsessive compulsive disorder as well, because to treat obsessive compulsive disorder, you have to confront what you're terrified of. You can repress it. The more you repress it, the more your symptoms are going to manifest themselves. Yes. It's almost as Jungian idea that you have to, what you're scared of is where you need to head in order to become complete. Exactly. Yes. 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 You know, in 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 the in in um and in uh, mythology, you know, you know this this cave that's full of treasure, they're guarded by dragons, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right. And one has to make a journey, you know, actually a perilous journey, in order for 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 one to slay the dragon and gain the treasure, which is you know what we're talking about now. You know? Um. You know, discovering your shadow and integrating what's what good, you know, has been, you know, kept from us. I think it can be seen in in a in another sense would be uh, archetypally through Jesus in the garden when he's praying for uh -huh. to to deliver him from what he knows is coming. He knows he has to go to the cross. He knows he has to face this horrific, uh, terrifying event. But that's what he has to do. He has to face that dragon in order to accomplish his purpose, to become complete. Uh, that's a very terrifying dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that no human being could 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 uh, you know, could could ever take on. You know? mm -hmm. And so that's why you know he needs to be a a, a semi divine being mm -hmm. in order to take on that that dragon. And that's why I think it's important for us, if you're looking for an archetypal dragon in your life, to, to pick a dragon that you can fight that's going to challenge you, but you don't want to go for the biggest and baddest dragon off the bat. Oh, it's going to re-traumatize you. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to, you know, that, that, that uh, applies to trauma psychology, okay? That's why approaching a trauma should be, um, should be approached very gently, No. And and uh, and uh, if uh, you know, like uh, you know, another mythological theme that that uh, um, um, you know that portrays uh, a, a gentler, a very gentle way of approaching the trauma is uh, the myth of Medusa and Perseus. Perseus was able to, uh, I think he was, yeah, Perseus. <laughs> he 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 was able to to slay Medusa. Through a the reflection from his uh, from his uh, from his shield, because for him to stare directly uh, at Medusa, he would turn into a stone. Okay, so that's why you know in, in trauma psychology, trauma needs to be approached in a in a in a very gentle way. Right, you have or to you have to establish yeah. almost like a hierarchical order of. And, and go amongst like step by step through the hierarchy you can't jump to the top yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course and uh of course it, it uh you know um it's needed it's vital for 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 you know for the client or the patient 
and the therapist to have a, a strong uh, uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Trust should be there. And, and I, I, I feel like we're getting into this a bit, and I, and I want to ask you directly. This is how I assume that you integrate these Jungian ideas that we've been talking about into your clinical practice. Yes, definitely. And, and uh, that uh, everything has a meaning, you know, and that, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, depression, anxiety is something that we don't need to, we don't have to, or we don't really need to uh, disown, mm. but rather find the meaning behind, you know, those anxieties, the depression. What's, what's what's keeping you up at night, you know? And so uh, rather than trying to prescribe it, okay, uh, try to calm yourself by this, by that, by that, you know? And uh, how many, how you know, how many times have you slept well in the past few days? You know? mm-hmm. I'm not really interested, interested in that, but rather in the inquiry, in, in the exploration, investigation of your life context and what's happening and what's coming up from the unconscious. Mm. It's more of a root treatment than a symptomatic treatment. You're looking for, you're not trying, you mentioned DBT, a DBT approach is more of a symptomatic. When you start to feel this way, you can do this to calm yourself down. You can do this to, to ground yourself. But what you're saying is let me face that root fear, that shadow, yes. that repressed yes. self in order to actually eliminate all of it. Yes, yes. So instead of avoiding diving, let's dive together. Mm. And see that I can face the dragon and survive. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like um, instead of running away from, you know, from, from the ghost that's running after you, hell no, let's, let's face them together. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, why, uh, uh, you know, a therapist could be very helpful, you know, because one does, you know, of course, um, it's very scary, it's terrifying for us to face, you know, what's coming after us alone. Mm-hmm. But when someone, okay, is with us, okay, it can be, you know, it doesn't really need to be a therapist, you know. I mean, you know, a, a very, uh, a very empathic spouse or a very empathic friend. Although that's kind of rare to find nowadays. <laughs> and so, you know, we do need a therapist you know, mm. who's got the proper attitude to, you know, how, you know, to, to face you know, this, uh, you know, this shadows that comes after us. You know. And that collective unconscious, the fact that your therapist and you both have that integrated into yourself allows that therapist to understand you in a way that maybe they don't have your lived experience, but they can understand the archetypes, the symbolism, the aspects of the collective unconscious that your dreams perhaps are, uh, are bringing forward. So they can actually help you because they understand it as well. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why, you know, I mean, uh, therapists who work in, in the spirit, in the spirit of Jung is, uh, you know, uh, we, we undergo analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, one important thing that uh, you know Jung said you know, is you cannot take a, a patient beyond you know your uh, you can only take a patient as far as you have gone yourself. Mm. 
meaning that uh, you know um, as a, a therapist you, know, you have to we have to uh, uh, have as full life as possible right um, not only um, uh, you know, I mean out you know living a full 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 life and then also um, yeah uh, both uh, both uh, inwardly and outwardly Mm-hmm. you know so and you mentioned that you do trauma work so i'm assuming with uh if you have a clinical patient who has experienced a, a trauma you're gonna guide them to face that repressed what happened maybe the event to what happened maybe going back to the location is that kind of how that would work well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh it, it, you know each person each person's treatment is uh different but 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 basically and in essence you've nailed it but the thing is like uh, it needs to be approached very carefully and that's why somatic work is also done you know, to ground the patient mm-hmm. there's too much okay there's pendulation okay let's try to face it okay is it is it too much okay okay let's let's withdraw for a bit here mm-hmm. and that's where uh, a dialectic behavioral therapy, the tenets of uh, grounding and mindfulness come into play? Yes, 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 of course. I mean, this, uh, you know, I mean, CBT, DBT, they, 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 they're helpful in their own way, you mm-hmm. know. It's just that I'm not a big fan. <laughs> and that, that, that clinically, you know, uh, even, even research has, um, uh, has um, uh, established that deaf psychotherapy has a far more enduring effect mm-hmm. uh, rather than quick so-called uh, you know quick fix uh, therapies well it's uh, like if someone's bleeding out and you might give them medicine to numb the pain but you still got to sew the wound up yes, exactly, the wound exactly. Out, just exactly. keep giving the medicine <laughs> yes exactly or or for example you know um you know a patient has a fever you know of course the fever is there for a reason you know so other therapists might be treating the fever but you know, but uh, those who are in the deaf work would address what's causing that fever. Mm-hmm. What is it about? Okay, let's see what's going on. Is there an, is there an infection? You have to you have to explore the archetypal dungeon or basement. These ideas of dark, scary places that a human doesn't want to go. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But again, that's where, like you mentioned, that's where you find the gold. Oh yes, you know. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's in it's in mythologies, right? Right. It's, it's pictured as you know in that metaphor, and so uh, you know, mythologies being uh, a collected dream, you know, as what uh, Joseph Campbell said, you know, that applies to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the, these mythological ideas. Um, and this collective unconscious is, is even a reason that we like our modern stories, right? In movies, I, I think even, uh, heck, I think in Shrek, they have a dragon and, and gold. And I mean, even in the modern Disney movies, we have these. Of course. Uh, being these are the themes. again and again, right. These are the main themes of life. You know, people on a very deep level resonate mm-hmm. with, with this, uh, you know, with what this metaphors uh and gender, you know, or contain, you know, uh, uh, as, you know, contain as lived human experience. See, well, so as a history teacher, I, I would say this: 
it's this idea that going back to the past is necessary to address the future. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And, and these stories, they they may be old, but they're not irrelevant. Oh, oh, goodness! They've never, uh, they've never uh, been irrelevant. You know? mm -hmm. They will always, and they've been relevant, and they will, and and they're relevant, and it will, they will be relevant in 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 in, in the future. Mm -hmm. Because um, you know, uh, these these are constants of human experience, right? Unless you know there will be you know in 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 human evolution or you know uh, then maybe there will be new new ways of being, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, like for example, um, uh, now it's uh, man is it's becoming more and more common to you know to go to. The moon or Mars, you know. So this this could be this could uh, be um, uh, how do I say this? You know, these new things that are that uh, that are being part of the human experience. You know, maybe maybe uh, um, uh, maybe archetypes in evolution, you know, or in development, or you know, and all that. So again, you know, nothing is fixed. Right. Yeah. Well yeah everything is everything is in a flux yeah that makes sense you can the uh, unconscious is growing the collective unconscious can always grow or change oh yeah oh yeah of course of course of course nothing is fixed that's mm -hmm. what that's the beauty that i find in union thought you know, uh that nothing is fixed everything changes you know it's the archetypal chaos the new yeah. the rejuvenating restoration oh yes oh yes you know that I, I love what you said rejuvenation mm -hmm. so uh, we need we need the, the inflow of new okay whether this these are new forms or images or or, or new entirely new ways of being or new ways of uh, you know, experiencing life you know? mm -hmm. electric cars I don't know I mean <laughs> although the, you know on the, you know at their very foundation it's, it's a form of transportation right? But uh, maybe going to to Mars, I don't know. <laughs> maybe there, you know, it's a, it's a it's a you know, there's an evolving archetype there. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've been at it for over an hour already. It doesn't feel like it, but uh, mm -hmm. I want to be cognizant of your time. Is is there a way that uh, if listeners have want to learn more, where where would you guide them to learn more about you? All right, that's a good question. Uh, you know, there are certain, there's a lot of uh, Facebook groups you know, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, they can just search uh, their Facebook Jung group and a lot of, uh, there, there, will, there will be a lot. I'm a member of some of them. Hmm. I just don't have it at the tip of my hands. What <laughs> are those? But I, I am, you know. And there's some, you know, you know they, they post, uh, you know, some nice stuff. Some are garbage you know it's like <laughs> just like uh anywhere you know i mean uh, right. you know uh you know there's 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 gold there's there's shit you know mm. there's, uh, you know so all of that you know it uh you can find find all of that in in, in union groups you know? mm. yeah so and is there a way that listeners can uh contact you if they have questions well uh they can go to my webs website my website being uh, uh, 
livingfullyandconsciously.com. Again, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too, so they can just click on it if they have questions. Yes, yes, yes. Again, that's www.livingfullyandconsciously.com. Great. Well, well, thank you. Is there a a parting uh, message you'd like to leave us with? Well, I think, uh, you know, the name of my website is something that's, uh, you know, what Jungian uh, psychology is about. You know, mm-hmm. To live one's life fully, you know, and consciously. Mm-hmm. And to, um, you know, to um, uh, embrace our humanity. Mm-hmm. You know? um, uh, going back to, um, I don't know where, where was this written or who said it's like, no... Nothing human is alien to me. Mm. I think on its very foundation, that's what Jungian thought is about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it uh, you know it makes us it makes us embrace. Jung wants us to embrace our humanity, mm. all our goals with all our with all our flaws. You know, so that's what Jung is all about. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, don't you find don't you know, don't you find that beautiful? Then you know, then 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 uh, you know, schools of thought that tells us to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and in nature, you know, there's no there's no perfection. Right, perfection lies in its being the way it is. It's freeing in a sense. Yes, definitely. Mm. No, you you get a sense of. <sighs> Oh my God! I don't need to to really be perfect. There's no perfection. It's an illusion, right? So, yeah, it's a uh, it's embracing our humanity with all with all our, you know, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses, with all our our divinity and our uh, darkness. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. That's a great message. And, and thank you for your time. It's been a fantastic discussion. Right. Well, there you go. Thank Thanks. you, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Good and Evil podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps the podcast grow. And I hope you will join us next week. Have a great week, everybody.